beautiful downtown River West. This is River West Radio on WXRWLP Milwaukee, broadcasting on 104.1 FM to the River West neighborhood. And you are tuned in to another episode of the Pixel Report, uh, where we play uh, real old video games and then talk about them. Uh, I'm your host, John Shoneman. Uh, I'm joined t- today once again by uh, my two co-hosts, Aiden and Alec. Yo. Yo. How Hi. You guys, how are you guys doing? Hello. Hey. Hi. What's up? Uh, we also have a guest on the show today, uh, our good friend, Eric Kirsting. Howdy. Howdy, Eric. How, y- how are you doing? I'm okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, thanks for being here, Eric. Uh, Eric, too, has played a lot of video games. Uh, Eric, what is a good video game that you've played? Um, recently or just in general? I don't know. Whenever. Just in general, I guess. Um, I really like Katamari Damashi. That's a fun <laughs> game. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a really good one. I played like a little bit of that, but I don't think I ever finished a Katamari game. I don't know. Try well, which, what's the best Katamari game, though? The original? That's the only one I've played. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, today we're, we're talking about another... We're not talking about Katamari uh, the whole time, but we, we are going to talk about um, a game that Aiden picked. Uh, Aiden, what's this week's game? What's the game we played this week? Hello. Hey. <laughs> uh, I wanted to do Holy Umbrella, but it was in Japanese, so... Yeah. Um, instead, I picked this game, SOS at Random, and it's a Super Nintendo game from 1993 which was developed by Human Entertainment, who made a cult classic wrestling game called Fire Pro Wrestling. And they oh, also ho- made Clock Tower, which is like a oh. trap-setting game. And they made some other sports games, like for old consoles and stuff. I think I've actually heard of Clock Tower. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a weird Japanese game. And the the game is inspired by the Poseidon Adventure, yeah. the book and the movie. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and the the kind of just the legend of the titanic probably in general yeah yeah and um yeah that's pretty much it yeah so there was a super nintendo right i can't remember if you mentioned that or not yep okay um so yeah that's that's what we played this week um so yeah let's let's just get right into it uh yeah so this game um you it's it's kind of I guess you could say it's kind of an adventure game, right? You're kind of just yeah, it's like adventure it's survival. Adventure. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely like kind of some survival elements to it, which a I think prototype for a survival game. Yeah, yeah, and I think for that time period, that was probably a little unique. I saw a lot of people comparing it to um, Prince of Persia, like the old Prince of Persia games. Mm. That makes which sense. Which I I never really played one of those. I played like some of the reboots. Um, have you played Prince of Persia, Eric? Yeah. Okay. Um, the reason why they probably compare it to Prince of Persia is because of the body animations in SOS. They're really similar to okay. the Prince of Persia yeah. ones. And the, I think like the platforming is pretty similar, like the kind of like jumping and hanging on ledges and that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, but this game, unlike Prince of Persia, it has a killer hook where you're on a ship that's sinking. Got and the ship got struck by a wave. A rogue it got wave. struck by a wave. Okay. So that's what happened. And then you're on this ship, and as you're like trying to navigate the ship and escape, uh, it kind of like move like the ship kind of turns it'll like turn upside down or like turn on its side and that kind of like changes how you navigate the the ship it's so, a ritzy cruise ship lots of luxurious. it's it's very ritzy yeah it's kind of like the titanic like uh i know one of the characters storylines starts with people like betting on uh a uh roulette table yeah yeah because yeah, because there are actually um 
I didn't actually realize this on my first playthrough, but you can like choose your character. So there are yep. four different characters. Oh, they're all boys. Um, yeah, no. They're they're all white males. So that's <laughs> that's cool. Um, um, yeah, and like what's interesting is it came out in '93, so this is like you know five years before the Titanic movie came out. So it's not even like bandwagoning yeah, or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, Poseidon Adventure was also big at the time that that came out. That movie, but that's probably true. It wasn't yeah. as big as Titanic, but um, and another interesting facet of the game is that. When you die, you don't lose lives or health, but you lose time. Yes, because you lose time. Your total play time for the game can only be an hour, and then you just mm-hmm. lose if you don't like uh, escape in time. Mm-hmm. Real time adventure game. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, definitely some but, like but no clock to actually tell you how much time you have left. Yeah, unless you if you die, it like t- it takes five minutes off the timer, and then it tells you how much time you have left. Uh, and it's pretty easy to die in this game. Yeah, you can so. fall. Your character kind of ragdolls when you fall, too. <laughs> yeah, and it makes a... Uh, uh, unlike Equinox, where when you... The game we played last week. In Equinox, when you die, there's this kind of a high-pitched uh, meowing noise. Is the only way to describe it. In this game, there's a very audible like character scream. And I think it changes based on the character you're playing. So, again, just very dynamic. <laughs> yeah, the, the game tries to uh, kind of present itself as a movie. And it goes as far as to, yeah. like... In the introduction cinematic for the game, mm-hmm. it says... A film by the director I, of the game. Yes, I, I immediately director. thought of uh, our good friend Hideo Kojima when that came yeah. on. And actually, like that intro, like this is obviously before, um, well, after I think the original Metal Gears came out, before Metal Gear Solid. But the intro, like, immediately evoked, like, the first Metal Gear Solid game to me because it had kind of like, yeah, that film by and then kind of credits stuff yeah, happening. It, like, it cites a sound crew and things yeah, like that yeah. right in the beginning of the game. Um, so that that was definitely interesting because people always talk about you know how cinematic Metal Gear Solid was and this game was already doing it <laughs> like yep. four year I don't know when Metal Gear came out nineteen ninety eight it was so, trying to do it well, the yeah. first Metal Gear for Game Boy came out like ninety one was the first one for Game Boy I thought it was I, just NES it was for the NES but I'm just okay. the Game Boy one came out like ninety one I that's the first one I yeah. played Metal Gear as we know it probably just wouldn't exist without this game yeah <laughs> without yeah I, don't, I think definitely a huge influence <laughs> on Hideo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the basic gist of it. You're trying to navigate this ship as it's sinking and escape. This ship with uh, a surprising lack of water inside of it as it's, <laughs> as it's turned upside down and sinking Find in the ocean. Find a couple rooms you can swim yeah. in. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, really? If you, yeah, if you uh, achieve the fail state in this game of running out of time, uh, the ship does fill up with water. So achieve the fail state. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is because you have to like play an hour of this game, and yeah. I would say that's an achievement in and of itself. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, let's. What, what did you guys like about this game? Well, we'll do the same kind of thing we did last week. We'll just talk about what we liked about it before we, you know, yeah. talk well, about some other things <laughs> about it. <laughs> I'll say that it was pretty innovative for a SNES game. Like at the time, I think a lot of those SNES games are all kind of like side scrollers or hack yeah. and slash games and yeah. this one tried to do something different which is pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah one thing that i really were you done yeah Sorry. yeah go one ahead. thing that i really liked about the game was it's kind of creative use of blank space because right if you have like your traditional tv screen you can't actually tilt the screen because then you're going to be losing information yeah so it like the most for the when you play the game most of the game is just there's blank black space on the screen mm-hmm. and then that way the whole thing can kind of turn and that way you can still kind of see everything that you could see before. And I thought that was kind of a creative way to yeah, use and that's, um, blank space. Yeah, definitely. And that's actually another use of uh, the Super Nintendo's Mode 7, which is something hmm. that Equinox also used to where this they can, like, rotate the environment or, like, rotate objects. 
uh, and it kind of gives it, for the time, it was a very cool effect that a lot yeah. of people were into. And they could, you know, not necessarily just for, like, graphical reasons, but in this case, it actually, it's used to change the gameplay. So that's cool. The, the rotating was one of the things that I, I didn't enjoy it, but it was something <laughs> I found interesting about the gameplay. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it, it kind of you. felt like, uh, like a side-scrolling Metroid game where you're kind of going through these tubes on the ship and then you'll go into a room and you kind of have to go across to get into different tubes. Mm -hmm. It isn't executed as well, but like the, the map changes and you're able to cross it in different ways based on how the ship turns. Yeah, definitely. It like totally, um, yeah, like it just, the rotation like changes the platforming and it changes the way you, you're able to navigate the ship. Um, and that's cool. The map is like totally useless. Did you guys like try looking? There's at the a map? map. I didn't even yeah. look at the map. <laughs> there, there's a map. It has like yeah, it just like has all the rooms, and it has like it basically tells you like how you can navigate them with the stairs, but the stair you can't actually use the stairs. Yeah, because they're upside down so and stuff. The map is useless. Um, it's just tricky, right? It's it's a pretty big ship. Um, how how far did you guys get? Would anybody who beat the game? I would. <laughs> I know that I got to the last door. But okay. the ship was rotated in a way that I just I couldn't make the jump. Really? Oh. Yeah, but I know it's the last door because I, I I looked at the end of the game to see how it ends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I did the I same got. thing. I didn't finish the game. I don't think I even got close. I mm -hmm. I don't think I got close. I tried. I did try three different characters though. I tried all the characters just yeah. to see the yeah. But like, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> it was really really difficult for me. Before, well, that's something that we can talk about, and I don't like things. Yeah. But um, um, something I uh, okay. So is everybody kind of like? So we kind of talked about like all the gameplay elements we liked, right? Was there anything else anybody wanted to mention? Oh yeah. So there's a very rudimentary, multiple choice kind of way you can talk to NPCs in this game. Yeah, that's the next thing I was going to bring up. But oh, go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, oh, you, yeah. you go. Well, like when you so like normally in like tr like video games today. You'll like be, you know, someone will talk to you and then you have the option to say like, you know, yes, no, bugger off, whatever. Mm -hmm. But in this game, you can't have multiple dialogue options, but if you don't say anything, the NPCs will actually mm -hmm. respond to you differently than if uh, than if you like press a button to talk to them, which is kind of yeah. interesting. It's yeah. almost like a quick time event too, because <laughs> if you don't hit the button fast enough, uh, it bad. just loops the conversation again mm -hmm. and you have to sit there longer. Right, right. And if uh, you, the listener out there, don't speak the language of video games, that's fine. Uh, but NPC basically just means non-player character. So it's just like, it's something we're going to be talking about here a little bit. It's just kind of a character in the video game that you don't play as. And it's just like a character you can talk to. And it's just kind of like in the game. Um, and they have like written dialogue that they'll speak to you and stuff like that. I will say uh, that like the first NPC you come across as the main as the first character you play as. I tried both different options on both of my different playthroughs, and he responded with the same exact thing. Yeah. It's just your character says something yeah, else. Yeah, some of that stuff felt very simplistic, and uh, I, I think that that's a bigger problem with the game. Like, I feel like this could have totally been a really interesting game. Like, mm -hmm. there have been kind of, like, disaster games out there, usually in Japan, but, like, um, I think with it coming out on the Super Nintendo it was very limited by the technology and things like that because there's there's straight up moments where it just feels like there wasn't enough dialogue written to describe something or uh, yeah and with how they presented like this big epic movie like experience you'd think that uh, yeah. yeah and that's actually yeah that's actually a real shame because i think that's the thing i liked about this game the most was the um like those short intro sections where you're just kind of like talking to these characters because there's like some really like kind of funny dialogue i thought 
And like, it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily because like the people writing it were self-aware or anything. I think I, it was maybe just and bad I think, translation. I think it also might be bad translation <laughs> stuff, but I thought some of it was really funny. Yeah. Um, and actually like wrote down uh, a couple quotes that I liked a lot. I'll just read them really quick. Um, so I think when you're playing as a, who was it? It must have been, uh, oh yeah, so Capri Wisher. Capris, the, the first guy, yeah. The yeah, architect. Yeah, so Capris was kind of the uh, uh, scrappy young man. He's taking care of his sick sister on the ship, um, and you can like find this uh, this like woman with her kid, and you talk to them, and they're you're like one of the quotes says, "Why don't you go see your mother? She's dancing in the hall. I bet she'll be there till morning. Mom doesn't care about us." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, so that was like a good one, and then another quote that I thought was good was I am in the mood for a snack. <laughs> uh, the sip is sinking, but I'm in the mood it, for yeah, the snack. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's like, I don't know. There's some like dumb, like funny stuff in there that made me laugh out loud while we were playing. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't know if that was necessarily on purpose, but like, that's kind of the thing I liked most about the game was just like talking to those NPCs and like seeing what kind of ridiculous stuff they would say i like the uh, inner monologue of the characters like i'm like oh yeah yeah, yeah. like the guy you're just talking with the architect has to take care of his sisters he has like this lengthy monologue where he just talks about um how he doesn't want to take care of his sister anymore at the start of the game yeah and i just sit through that twice <laughs> um and it's just pretty funny because it's just it's like you're tearing me apart lisa like it's like this yeah. the room and he's like Moment. He's like going up the stairs, and every time he ascends another flight of stairs, he'll like say another line, and oh, then he'll yeah. get to the next flight of stairs, go up, and say another line, and it's like it's just really goofy, um, and like melodramatic. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I liked about the game. But so some like, you know, there's some interesting things about it, definitely, and I think it might have been treading some new ground. Just didn't really. It wasn't supported by the the technology behind it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so with that, what <laughs> what are some maybe complaints or things you didn't like about the game? Well, you got... Oh, yeah. Go well, ahead, Al. Besides, like, the platforming and stuff, which I found kind of hard to control at some times, especially climbing or when the ship would be turned, uh, I think one of the things I didn't like was when you would find an NPC to save to bring with you, uh, you had to make them follow you and in order to yeah. do that you'd have to like press the button but you'd have to stop and then they'd have to catch up and then you have to run forward press the button again and then they'd come and they wouldn't just follow you automatically yeah. so kind of redundant yeah so while i really liked the some of the things that npcs would say to you um actually dealing with them in terms of gameplay and like because there is a mechanic in this game where you try to you're trying to like save npcs you know like trying to bring them to a certain part of the ship i don't know if you guys did you guys know about that I was just trying to save my own skin. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I just left him. It was too redundant. Um, so. I heard one voice through my like multiple playthroughs of the game, mm -hmm. and I went towards where I thought it would be, and I didn't find anyone anywhere. So yeah. Um, so I have a quote here from. Uh, th there were very few reviews about this game, but I have a quote here from a, a YouTuber who reviewed this game, um, retro age fan. <laughs> uh, he said, saving survivors has no bearing on the plot or the gameplay. For the most part, you're just guiding these survivors from one room to the next, and it's a real pain. My advice to you, friends, is to ignore every survivor that crosses <laughs> your path and think of your own survival. That's good, yeah. uh, so that's what he had to say about it. But I think um, 
after doing further research, like he was actually wrong about the fact that it has no bearing on the plot huh. because you can save them and then there will actually be like a different ending if you're able to save more people. It felt like a game that would that you would play repeatedly for more endings. Like yeah, uh, with there being like four characters that each have a maximum playtime of an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably different things you can uh, explore. In in my playtime with the game, though, like uh, I like I said, I didn't find that person, and I basically just meandered through the dark like for like two <laughs> hours of gameplay. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> I yeah. had no idea where I was going. The ship was so hard to navigate. Yeah, like every room looked very similar to me, so I had no idea what I was supposed to be shooting for. And uh, yeah. sometimes I felt like I just got stuck in a room and I had to just restart. Yeah, where I couldn't jump out. Um, stuff like that were kind of my biggest problems because I just felt like I had like, what am I? What's my goal? <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. You had to wait five like. Oh, yeah, time the... minutes for the ship to rotate before you can make yeah. the jump again yeah. So. yeah the yeah the rotation mechanic like it was cool but it's also like you're kind of sometimes you're just like depending on that to let you progress and it's basically just like it seemed like it was just random yeah so you guys talked before about how you like you're the end of your gameplay like i got stuck in a room for i got stuck in a room for like 20 minutes that was uh like the only door out was at the top of the room, and the and the room was shifted in a way that I couldn't get up there. So yeah. like that was my last twenty minutes yeah. of the game. Was I can't I can't get out of this hallway. <laughs> that's that's cool. Um, it's also pretty easy to like uh, if you're like trying to climb up somewhere, and then the ship rotates, you'll you can just like yeah. fall and die. Those were my favorite deaths. <laughs> yeah, because your guy would like fall and then bounce on the ground. <laughs> yeah, and like again, just a really good like screaming sound effect when you die. Um, yeah. Also, there, yeah, there'd be like falling chairs and stuff. Did yeah. you guys have any of that? I didn't happen? see that. I didn't okay. See that. Yeah, there's some falling chairs. Yeah, fire it, hazards too. I kill you. Got burned alive. I got burned. I got burned yeah. alive a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> thought that like I could just jump over this flame, but even if you like lightly touch like the tip of the flame, it's like no, you're dead. No, yeah. There's there's no margin for error. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really it's reminded SOS. me of uh like when i was a kid like i would play pokemon and there's like these caves in pokemon where if you don't have this ability called flash you can't see what you're doing you're just kind of wandering around the cave aimlessly i got like and i was a kid so i didn't know that there were, that ability was in the game so i just yeah. would wander around the cave until i found the exit it's exactly the same feeling i had with this game like i'm just wandering around this yeah. ship hoping to find <laughs> like, the exit like mashing the button that interacts with doors like, oh yeah okay so yeah that's that was like definitely like a weird thing about the game was um like, you don't really have to be stand. Like, if there's a door that's just kind of up in the sky, you can just, like, jump, and then you, like, hit the door open button. And then even if you're, like, midair, you'll just, like, go through the door. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, sometimes that was, like, kind of actually kind of fun to figure out, like, how am I just going to, like, touch this door so I can get through it? Um, there was one part when I was in those ducts I was talking about earlier, like, yeah. that felt like the Metroid tunnels and stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, I I thought I finally found a new path, and so I did the thing to jump down from a ledge mm-hmm. and I jumped down and it was just too high and I died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely tons of ways to die in this game and pretty frustrating. The companion system I thought was, I think Alec, you were talking about that. It's just hard to yeah, like, it's just bothersome. Yeah. Leave them behind. Just save yourself. Yeah. Just save yourself. Yeah. Leave them behind. Um, so yeah. Um, I had another review quote. Uh, and then we can get into our our own little reviews. Give it some scores here. Um, unless there's was there anything else anybody wanted to bring up about this game? I think we pretty much covered. Yeah, 
it's kind of a simple game for how yeah. expansive it seems like it wants to yeah. be. Yeah, definitely simple, but also like I think there's a lot going on under the hood, mm-hmm. and I think it definitely encourages like multiple playthroughs. Yeah, um, and most people like aren't going to beat it on their first try. Yeah, because it's so hard. Um, you just kind of have to do it over and over again, and then through trial and error, it's... eventually you might beat it. And then also, <laughs> I watched the uh, the ending for this game, and again there are different endings, but the the first one that I watched um, was with the uh, what was his name, the doctor guy. So he was like the older guy, and. So the person playing like made it to the top of the ship or whatever and made it outside and then they just died. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the camera like panned up to the stars and then that was the end of the game. That's <laughs> That's so <laughs> even, even if you're able to escape death in SOS, uh, you, you will die. inevitably <laughs> die. Um, um, unless you save, like you're able to save some people, then I think you might get a good ending. Then you all something. die. Yeah, then, everybody, then even more people die. You get to the top of the ship, and then it pans up to the sky, and there are more <laughs> stars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that's pretty funny. One I, thing about like the that. game is that it's pretty morbid. Uh, there's like yeah. dead bodies just like littering the oh, whole ship. Yeah, yeah and they're, you like interact with them. He's like, "That's bad." <laughs> or says, like, "There's this, no hope for this one. <laughs> this person's dead." Yeah, that's <laughs> perished. Yeah, perished. <laughs> I'm sick of looking at dead bodies. That's yeah. What oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would be too. Yeah, it's so many dead bodies. It's like a dead body in every room. Sad. Hardly any. And if they're alive, you don't want to talk to them because <laughs> then they're going to follow you around. You don't want that either. Um, yeah, so uh, let's get into some reviews here. Um, again, it was really hard to find reviews for this game online. I don't think that many people played it. Uh, but Doom36 from NintendoNerds.com, he okay. played it. And he said... <laughs> Uh, the overall control and gameplay is brilliant, and there is enough stories that won't fail to disappoint. Who's Enjoy. Oh, oh, that's Doom 64. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Doom 36. Doom uh, 36. <laughs> so enough stories that won't fail to disappoint. disappoint. 9 out of 10. Great game. Wow. That's pretty good. Excellent game. Uh, no. I have to reconsider my score now. No, I'm not reconsidering mine. I'm giving this game a uh, 2.1 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> I didn't like it that much. Okay. <laughs> what about you guys? I give it a one out of five. Oh. Because I, while there were some goofy translation things, I don't think that the story of each character like redeemed anything in the game. I thought they were all like, well, it's very they were kind of cliched. Very like, thin. Yeah. yeah. Gameplay loop uh, was not satisfying to me. <laughs> uh, I, give it, I give it three dead bodies out of, of ten. <laughs> Wait, okay. you change your, Okay. So you're just going to change your metric every week? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, I change it regarding the game, according oh, to the okay. game. Okay. Well, last week you did like two out of four or something. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're doing three out of ten. This game needs out of ten. Okay. Equinox <laughs> only needed out of five. So. Okay. Out of four. Gotcha. Four, yeah. Eric, um, you I'm can... Gonna, I'm going to agree with Aiden. One, sink, one sunk ship out of five. Um, Ooh. I definitely... I think that... Uh, overall, like there are some of those more interesting ideas we talked about, like the use of blank space, whatever. But like the writing was really like uninspired for the most part, and like the gameplay was often just like impossible to manage. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, SOS not great. Yep, worse than Equinox. Save our show. Yeah, more <laughs> or less. dude, save our show. Now we now we're gonna talk about. Uh, let's see, we got a couple minutes. We'll do. How about we do a question of the week real quick? Okay. All right. Pixel Report question of the week. Uh, a P-R-Q-O-T-W. That's it. That's yeah. what it is. 
<laughs> Thanks. Um, so we talked about uh, NPCs, non-player characters, or uh, uh, just kind of characters in the world that you aren't playing as. You interact with them and talk to them. Um, so what are some of your favorite uh, NPC moments in video games? Who wants to go first? Aiden? Sure, I can start. All right, go for it. Um, Real quick, though. Okay. <laughs> I thought Actually, that a... not that quick. You got time. Okay. <laughs> I thought that a really cool one, uh, while it was kind of based on the first game, was in Dark Souls 1. Um, oh, yeah. I knew find... Dark Souls was going to... Yeah. We were going to talk about it. There's some pretty cool stuff in there, but I I decided to do the Night Law Trek one because there's, like, uh, nothing else like it in games besides the Souls series. Yeah. Um, But he's basically an NPC that you rescue from a cell. Um, And then he sits around your main hub for a while, like kind of where you go back to level up and things like that. And eventually he kills a person in the environment, another NPC, and takes their... uh, they're like soul essence, which is called humanity in the okay. game. Uh-huh. And uh, it turns out that that's just like what he does. He like goes around the world and harvests from people their soul. Yeah. And that's cool. Then later in the game, you, you actually get an opportunity to go back and fight him again and uh, get her, her soul back and give it to her and bring her back to life. Yeah. So that's cool. That's, that's a cool NPC moment. Uh, Alec. Yeah, my moment also from Dark Souls. Oh, great. You, you guys There's, are all going to say Dark Souls, I had one from Souls, Dark Souls, but I already <laughs> thought of another one. There's just so many. Mine isn't from Dark Souls. To choose from. <laughs> uh, but mine was uh, Patches, who is a... Yeah, Patches is cool. If you play Dark Souls, you know, he's in, like, every game, and he's even in Demon Souls, too, but he's the kind of guy that will uh, trick you and knock you down ledges, and uh, so he's kind of annoying, and I never really I never really liked him, but I, I finished the final DLC of Dark Souls 3, and... Uh, there's this moment with patches and he like redeems himself and you he kind oh, of really? like encompasses the entire theme of like the whole dark Souls series which is really cool so i think yeah. his final like npc interaction is uh very memorable and i'll, I'll always remember patches never forget patches uh so a lot of dark souls eric do you have anything not dark souls yeah to talk i was about? gonna i was gonna talk about dark souls <laughs> but i got a better one anyways. all right cool it's so like one npc interaction for me that really uh defines a game is the deco tree in legend of zelda oh, ocarina of okay. time because right. like i've never heard of that game uh, oh no, it's, it's pretty good you should check it out um but basically what happens is like you start the game and this tree like beckons to you. He's like, come to me. And then you have to go inside the tree, this, this talking tree, and you try to save him, but you fail. And then the tree goes, grows old and dies uh, and withers and dies. And what's interesting about it is like that, like Ocarina of Time is a really dark game and mm-hmm. um, in a lot of aspects. And like the whole yeah. like core theme of it is that like you're going to travel seven years in the future later in the game and everything's going to be undead and dying. Yeah. And so that totally encapsulates this feeling of like as time goes by, things just keep getting worse and like that's, that's so true that's kind of like how like that first interaction you have in the game is kind of like that it's cool also yeah in sos as time goes by things get worse right Deco trees in sos too. he's yeah. in there Easter egg. he's <laughs> he's ever present in all video games uh, my favorite moment is in uh star wars dark forces 2 jedi knight from, oh. from 1997 oh where you <laughs> you heard of star wars dude yeah okay cool uh you uh in the first level you get in there and then like you you go in this like cantina bar and there's a bartender that's like get out of my bar you always call, cause trouble and then you shoot him <laughs> <laughs> so that's like a pretty great uh npc interaction something that's always stuck with me that's pretty funny yeah sure sure okay what are we playing next week 
Uh, I picked this game called Lagoon. It's a okay. top-down action RPG akin to Dark Souls. Uh huh. And I, yeah, <laughs> great. What's yeah. it for? Yeah, what's it's it for? For the Super Nintendo again. Okay. <laughs> a lot cool. of classics on there. Yeah, a lot of classics, definitely. <laughs> um, so, so wait, what's it called again? Lagoon. Lagoon. Okay. Yeah. So if y'all listening out there, if you want to play some Lagoon two, um, Lagoon one. It's Lagoon yeah, one. Yeah. So I meant like two as in as well. Um, <laughs> you can definitely play along and like email us your thoughts about it, and we'll read them on the air. Uh, it's pixelreportmail at gmail.com. Send us an email. It doesn't matter what it is. We're going to read it on the air. We actually got one this week, but it's like a question that we... It would, it would lead into question. a whole other discussion that we don't have time for. So, uh, But if you... <laughs> anything except this one question. You said we didn't listen to anyone, but... Yeah, but we just don't have time this week. Maybe... Questions maybe about Lagoon. If we don't get any emails next week or this coming week, maybe we'll talk about this. Um, uh but yeah, so Lagoon, uh, Pixel Report Mail at gmail.com, uh, facebook.com slash the Pixel Report if you want to follow us on there. Um, we post some stuff that's pretty good. I think that's just about it. So this next week we'll be playing some Lagoon, and that'll be super fun. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Eric, for joining us today. Thanks, Eric. Got it. Yeah, we'll see you around the bend. Uh, yeah, Pixel Report. Oh, wait. One more thing. Uh, yeah, so you're listening to WXRWLP Milwaukee. To hear past episodes, go to riverwestradio.com and click the Pixel Report. Thanks. Mm-hmm.